Deezer Originals Now It's time for Strong and Stable 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 Hello my name is David Schneider this is Strong and Stable and we'd like to negotiate a one-off confidence and supply deal with you dear listener a bit like that deal with the DUP only instead of 1 billion pounds you get a free podcast which I think you'll agree is infinitely better We'll soon be back for another series with all the grim inevitability of yet another general election, but to keep you going, we've collected our favourite outtakes, bloopers, and some extra bits that we've managed to conjure from our magic podcast tree. First up, here's Amanda Yunucci banging on to Dom Jolly, Aisha Hazarika, and Simon Evans about the good old days, or as they're also known, any time before 2016. Enjoy. <laughs> I once had to go on Newsnight. I did a show 20 years ago now, Friday Night Armistice. Still the greatest comedy show in the world, in my opinion. Oh, thank you very much. You're getting OJ's autograph at oh, the Oxford yes. Union, yeah. where he made him sign a folded bit of paper, <laughs> and it opened up and it said, I did it. It's still yeah. my favourite thing of all time. to stop, I ran alongside him and I shouted, we love you. Yeah, yeah, that's is, how he stopped. That's how you get an interview with Trump paper. now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, for another... <laughs> Prank yeah. on uh, Friday Night Don't Armistice. Say prank. We <laughs> satire. We had to try and show how if we planted enough stories about the price of coffee going down, it would affect the stock market price of coffee. And you just whispered it in bars, and, and, stuff. and yeah, we whispered it in bars. But I was invited on to Newsnight <laughs> to talk about polling or something. So we we made the deal that I would go on and I would drop within the Paxman interview live. I would drop a remark about the price of coffee. <laughs> What, in a nervous way? In a sort of strange way, <laughs> just so that they would like get out there. Like and, and so I was conscious of it. And you're in this, like, very lonely, dark room in Broadcasting House. I mean, it's 11 o'clock at night, and there's hardly anyone else there, apart from you, Paxman, and the camera person. And, and Toby Young, who lives I, there. And I knew I was on live, and it went on for five minutes. And I realised four and a half minutes that I hadn't mentioned the price of coffee. So I just suddenly went, yes, I suppose the polls are rather like uh, the price of coffee, which is dropping through the floor at the moment. And there was a small pause. And Paxman just went, <laughs> Armando Unucci there. As if I'd said the funniest thing ever. It made no sense whatsoever. I love that. That's called confabulation, isn't it? I think when you're part of your brain that doesn't understand what it's yes, doing. It's the just rhythm had the rhythm of a joke. Can I just say, while we're still talking about Friday Night Armistice, because I'm yes. always amazed when people don't know about it, because I still think it was a great thing. The other thing I loved, and it is political, was when you set up a fan club for Jack Straw. For no oh, particular yeah, reason. Straw dogs. And Jack the Straw straw, would, dogs, Jack yes. straw wandered out of the House of Parliament and there were just a whole lot of quite weird looking people going, Jack Straw, Jack Straw. <laughs> it was amazing. And he took to, it on the chin. The other thing we had to do for the election night, especially we did this live it was election great. in 1997. I think a lot of people were more interested in the actual election. But anyway, we did this thing, all these politicians who do jokes in their speeches, and we decided the three of us, David Schneider, Peter Bain, and myself, we we take the jokes of one party as written for speeches and we go and do them as our own stand-up amazing gig. Mm. so we knew we were going and we weren't going to be announced it was going to be announced as us with new material <laughs> but we knew we were going to tell these terrible and I had all the Tory jokes and I went up and told these jokes about um, you did uh, poor Hesseltine's people and gypsies joke, you did Heseltine's <laughs> joke about Ed Balls, Ed Balls. having written um, Gordon Brown's speech and he says oh it wasn't even Browns, it was balls. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Strong and stable. What we do on election day normally is I like to I get invited to various sort of BBC jollies. 
Did you ever go to that boat? The boat. Were you yes. on the boat? I was on the boat. Oh, it was no. The worst place. no. Yes. <laughs> if they'd sunk that boat. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have been a lot better place it, now. UK would be a great <laughs> place. It would have been transformed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was on that boat, including John Collins. It was a very weird it was boat. Extraordinary. Yeah. And I remember getting lots of mail in advance saying, please join us. We're taking a fresh approach to election coverage. Well, it was We're going fresh. to be on a boat, mm. but it's going to be really serious. Don't worry. If we say boat, you might think that's a bit silly. And was but it it'll steaming be absolutely... up and down the Thames? No, no it was just um, anchored. It was anchored to the side of the Thames. It, it, it was a very weird boat. I mean, if they just yeah. cut it adrift, it would but have been remember, amazing. Do you remember they had no electricity, so none of us could actually watch the election? Which, so, which well. first, and then secondly, no one really knew each other and everyone yeah. going on the boat immediately thought this is a terrible mistake yeah. they, they yeah. pulled up the gangplank yeah. and then you're all made to stand around very awkward tables and people yes. would come and interview you oh yeah. and I, I honestly I, I considered jumping off at one stage and I but... was interviewed live next to John Collins were you? oh that's yes. good I had David Baddiel which, uh, which is fine yeah. I think John Collins is better do you think? Be. yeah <laughs> definitely this was the election where you were back in the Lib Dems I know right? yeah. what? look how that worked yeah. out yes you <laughs> thought they represented I thought it would transform I thought <laughs> Transform Britain. <laughs> you people, you people. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Lembit Opic, if he'd had his chance, would have smashed it. And I, I think they've missed a huge trick there. Bring him back. Strong and stable. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled, or was it Theresa May, was convincing us that we had to have a snap general election because she needed a stronger hand in Brexit negotiations and because she could then bring the country together. Here's James O'Brien. You had no real leadership of the Remain campaign, except from the Conservative cabinet except from the conservative prime minister the, the <laughs> fact that jack straw's son would be the leader of do you know can you remember who the labor leader uh, was oh yeah will straw no no the, the the labor politician that was in charge of labor leave it was alan milburn wasn't it uh, no no See? Silence. Alan Johnson. Uh, Alan Johnson, sorry. Alan Alan Johnson, Johnson, in terms of Labour remain. Alan Mm -hmm. Johnson. No one knows. Where were they? And Mm -hmm. and where the heck was Corbyn? And on the night that the result came in, do you think Jeremy Corbyn was weeping into his... Oh, come on, though. That is just speculation. It was really important that the left found a voice during the Remain campaign to explain to people who are vulnerable that they will be worse off outside the European Union. And Jeremy Corbyn, I don't think, believes that to be true. say, you know... Looking at the other side, the entire Remain campaign was so complacent. The entire Remain supporters were complacent. I am passionately Beyond Remain. Did I do a day's campaigning for Remain? No. Didn't think you needed to. Didn't think I needed to. They turned and up turned up for a knife fight with a with a battered copy of the Queensbury rules and a pair of borrowed boxing gloves. Mm. Uh, and a baguette. And a baguette. <laughs> this is strong and stable. Marcus Brigstock was joined by Richard Herring, Camilla Long and the MP Clive Lewis, who made sure the rest of the pod guests weren't sent alone and naked into our Brexit negotiations. I get the sense, Rich, you maybe have a the, uh, share the view that I have, which is frankly, hopelessly naive, that somewhere along the way, a grown-up will stand <laughs> up and we will be taken to the edge of this cliff yeah. and the country will be dangled over it and we will see what the view looks like and the rocks below and somebody late in the day will go, I really think this might be a terrible, terrible yeah. idea. I, I, think, I think I do think it's I naive, think, but I sort of... There is a part think, of me that feels like that could happen. Happen. I, I think politician has to, politics has to change and it is changing, but I think also... And someone has to lead. And I think the problem at the moment is that that politicians see opinion polls and then reflect those. Actually, mm. sometimes politicians have to go, no, I'm going to do this and it's not popular and it's not right. You know, it's not but, what... The, you know, that's what Theresa it, thought she was right doing. Thing. I you think will. she thought that she was... She, 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 she know, masked it as such. I, 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 I don't know what she thought she was doing. I think she was trying to lose. I, I can't. Maybe. I can't see any other explanation of the way she behaved, and and has behaved subsequently as well. I just am so furious with but her. Did you, as Prime you Minister. think about the referendum? What people were being asked after seven years?
years of austerity and whatever else had gone on before that, was they were being asked, are you happy? That's what it came down to for a lot of yes. people. Are you happy? And, you know, if you ask that question of people during the middle of, during the midst of, you know, for what, for many people, it's a very tough time, you know, in terms of their, in terms of uh, real incomes and wages falling and so on and so forth. I think it's a very brave question to ask. And, and the, the political establishment didn't get the answer they wanted. Um, and now, you know, people are like, well, what are you going to do? How's it going to change? And I think what it actually was for many people was a cry for help. And I think there are some people who say... That you should well, never ask well, anybody well, if they're well, happy. Well, I mean, I, mean, I think, I think for, you know, <laughs> for, some, for some people, they, they want us to kind of like, kind of go, you know, pull back, stop it. But what it doesn't do, it doesn't actually... What we would, If we could just click our fingers and make Brexit go away, what it doesn't do is it doesn't get to the underlying reasons why people feel unhappy. And I think Sorry, that, I, was just, <laughs> I was just trying that. Trying over there. Just, we're still here. Strong and stable. The other big question of the election campaign was whether, oh, Jeremy Corbyn, as he's now known, don't forget the O, could actually win. Back over to Amanda Yunucci, Aisha Hazarika and Simon Evans, alongside Dom Jolly, who has his own criteria on whether he should vote for a Labour leader or not. I always look at politicians and just, for me, I think, <laughs> would there be someone I could go and have a drink with, really? I mean, that's the normal. And weirdly, Ed Miliband, well, when, he, when you were working with him, not a chance. Now? You might have to drag him out the Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> thing. But now, I reckon he'd be amazing. He'd be on the bar dancing. So. But that's why they got George W. Bush instead of Al Gore, wasn't it? We got on the yes. go and have a drink A reformed with, alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. But then he doesn't I mean, drink. Corbyn yeah. said today, like, someone said, what would you have a drink? He said, I'd have a coconut water. Oh, <laughs> God. Doesn't drink. Sounds like my wife. <laughs> That's not a bad thing, but it's like coconut water. <laughs> so looking forward, next election, should we have a debate actually in a pub? Well, yes. Should we have no, the leaders in a bar? We should have a karaoke sing-off. Well, I think we should just whack them all in Big Brother, really, because we'll get the votes. Yeah, I mean, that is... It'd be great. great. And then you'd really see them, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd really understand their is views. Is George Galloway yeah. standing this, this time around, by the way? Uh, is yes, he? he is. Is he? For who Gorton. this time? For himself. Okay, yeah. In Gorton. Is he still wearing the hat? Right. Yeah, he's still got the fedora on. So I think it's important that one man in the House of Commons always wears a, a fedora. So I, yeah. for, for that reason only. Also, I mean, joking aside, George Galloway is a great orator. I mean, he is mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, I know about four <laughs> impressionists who are just can do the most amazing George Galloway, and they're mm. so annoyed that he's never going to be of any significance because <laughs> it's a totally wasted impression. But he is. He's brilliant. I mean, that... He's just mental. When you went to America for that um, Senate thing, or mm. whatever, that, I mean, that was that was literally like the stuff of... Poppin' Jay. It's just a word that should be used all the time. <laughs> but then, shall I be the cat, is also the most vomit-inducing <laughs> kind of, like, memories. Strong and stable. And now to Theresa May, also known as the bloody difficult woman, who it was bloody difficult to find during the election campaign, and as it turned out, bloody difficult to vote for. Here's Hugo Rivkind. Basically, the big political revolution of the last, what, 30 years was 1997. It was when the Blairites came in. Mm. And the thing about post-Blairite politics was that it tried really hard to be human. It tried too hard to be human. It was sort of, it was corny and it was Mm. cheesy a lot of the time. It was all call me Tony type stuff. But it was a completely new way for politicians to speak. Theresa May effectively, she's basically just a relic of of the major government. And she talks like people talked before 1997. And no one's noticed for the last 20 years because no one's paid any attention to anything she said. Why do you Mm. think she was seen as a good Home Secretary then? Was she a good Home Secretary? Well, I mean, actually, it's partly they, they because, boringly, because the Home Secretary brief was split off from the Justice brief, and it's justice that always goes wrong. So all the tricky stuff. All was... the tricky stuff got palmed off to justice. Yeah. That's part of it. Actually. But, but, also, <laughs> but, but also, I mean, Cameron generally didn't like moving people, didn't move people throughout his time as Prime Minister, unless he had to, because they were Lib Dems and, you know, got shot in the back of the head. And here's David Baddiel, who, as you'll hear in a moment, has a soft spot for a hard Scot, Ruth Davidson. 
But one thing I think is very interesting that Rachel's just said, uh, which is that this gulf between what is happening behind closed doors in politics and what we understand as the electorate, because I read Robert Peston on Twitter yeah. saying that Theresa May had 30 seconds of desk banging from the 1922 yeah. committee. Now, I she was banged course, on the desk. I assumed, of course, that that was some sort of weird political sort of public school sexual thing that I didn't know about. However, however, more important, yeah, hazing, but more importantly, (laughs) I think that that suggests that there's a sort of thing where she's apologised to the backbenchers, she's apologised to whatever, she's showed the human face to these very high-level people in the party. The word frit gets used by people who yeah. know about politics. I only found out what that meant like a year ago. <laughs> right? Most people have no idea what all this stuff is. It's true. Then you see her on TV. I saw her on Sky. With and, Beth and, Rigby, when she just yes. repeated the yeah, same thing. Just was dead in the eyes. But what was really amazing about that is uh, that... We saw her do that when she's being asked, so are you going to do a, a, this kind of Brexit or that kind of Brexit? And that's one thing being very annoying, just saying strong and stable. Strong and stable. But if someone says to you, are you a dead woman? Wa- wa- are you a dead woman wa- walking? So I'll try that again. Did she are ask you a dead? Wa- yeah, yeah, she said, George Osborne says you are a dead woman walking. Cheeky. What do you say to that? She went you into- should say, I'm so upset. Fuck off. I wish he hadn't said that. Well, she should have said, well, of course I did yeah. fire him. And of course yeah. he's yeah. getting his... Well, instead, she pressed yeah. answer yeah. B. Yeah. What yeah. she said was, yeah. she said what she always said. Software which she update says, needed. I think yeah. my job is to deliver, yeah. you know, a period of stability. With the like, but this, but this, someone's just said something horrible about you and you haven't responded in a human way. If there is a by-election soon, which might yeah. happen, whatever the Tories are thinking of parachuting in Ruth Davidson, yeah, and get if she will do that. If uh, she so, will do that, that is a big question. Literally well, yeah, parachuting. I mean, there, there's just no question that she is the best thing. Yeah, that's happened since sliced bread. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've never voted Conservative. I would consider voting Conservative for her. For her, I just why? Think she, I just really like her. I in just what think, sense? Well, I've always been interested in people who are, you know, I, I'm more interested in social progressiveness. Yeah. than I am. Worried about. So it's brave to be her and be a so, Scottish. Yeah, Tory. I think it's, I ch- it's challenging and interesting. And I also, yeah, I, I am. I get more upset, really, uh, about things like Theresa May wanting to start fox hunting again. I totally idiot. 1953 <laughs> thing to do, and and her policies on education and all sorts of things. Then I do about the economics of it because although the economics are all screwed up I think economics can go either way it's visceral things that uh, matter but yeah. David yeah. You, you, emotionally you might, you, might, you might vote for her but no I probably the, wouldn't vote with, for her but, but, at the end of the day the nearest I could imagine voting Conservative the, is for Ruth Davidson with the greatest of respect the Tory view will be who gives a shit about David Baddiel I mean how dare you have you noticed how when anyone says with the greatest of respect there's not a lot of respect coming strong and stable I thought David was going to say something else because legend has it amongst oh this is Londoners is that uh, it's very appropriate that Michael is joining the cabinet during a possibly hung parliament. That's what I thought you were going to mention because he's for capital punishment. (laughs) Lots of girlfriends of mine scan pictures of Michael Gove in tight trousers for proof of this. Now I'm I am not. When you say scan, you mean you mean with the eyes? (laughs) When you say lots of girlfriends, there is a famous picture of Michael Gove that I wish listeners could see. Yeah, especially on a podcast. Yeah, no, no. You he's wearing a pair of blue linen-y trousers, and I I promise. Can I just as my role of host here? Is that too too? Michael Gove hasn't turned up, and he's hung like a hyena. This is what I'm saying. Horse? Oh, I wouldn't. I, I have never, haven't got ocular uh, proof. This is strong and stable. But was it the young what won it? Over to our guests now as they discuss this brave new world of social media and the role it played in hashtag General Election 17. 
But I just I think people are getting more savvy and you know, and I think actually it's the sun that probably they probably they? lost it for. Mm. I think I think the the attacks on Corbyn I think were it's the same thing you're talking That's... about with Theresa May being people feeling sorry for her. Yeah. People just start going, well, come on, he's not that he's not that bad. This is insane. Putting cartoons it's fascinating, in I a think. bin is too much. Yeah. He's not you know he's not going to turn us into communists. He's not an IRA sympathizer in you know in in the broad sense of the words. And so people knew it was bullshit basically. I think, and I think it was just too far it so. does feel like the sun and the mail went all in on corbyn in the run-up to the election yeah, yeah. it feels like if there is another election soon like i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure they will continue to to delight and surprise time. me by being uh continuing to be foul but uh it does feel like they kind of spent everything you know, but also because of new media you've got the the you're able to see bullshit from the other side yeah. if you want to as well. Here's Bob Mills. The one thing that I have found about this campaign, uh, starting with the Brexit thing, is is it's my first campaign that I've where I've had anything to do with social media. I've, I, I, I had to join Twitter a year ago. I got a radio show and they made me open a Twitter account. And so sometimes I go on it, and lots of it is very, um, lots of it is very funny. You get lovely. They send you what the memes and things. They're very funny. <laughs> All right, granddad. No, they are. They're, they're, well, they're, well, I'm kind of feel like that. I'm, yeah. I'm in my sixtieth year, and it is, it's a new thing. You're for not. Me. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> That's how you win I votes. Surprised. That's how you do it. Go and knock on every door and say, hello, are you old enough to vote? <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I have found is, and it's upset me, and it genuinely upset me, is the 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 kind of vicious yeah. Yeah, stuff that you get, mm. and from people who I know and admire, but just the language that they yeah, use. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Strong... And stable. This election led Tim Farron to stand down as Lib Dem leader over a faith issue, namely his party had completely lost faith in him. Here are our guests discussing Tim nice but grim views on homosexuality and the role religion should or shouldn't play in our politics. Very pleasingly, someone called Simon Pegg, not the very famous one, another one tweeted, if Vince doesn't run with the leadership campaign slogan, strong and cable, frankly, he doesn't deserve to be lived in leader. <laughs> Farron said, uh, I'm a liberal to my fingertips. Unfortunately, his toes are horribly intolerant. <laughs> do you think, uh, Rich, do you think, you know, politicians, political leaders and all the rest of it, where they, where they do have... Faith. I mean, how's someone like Farron supposed to manage that? It's his weird. voting record, as, as Jonathan Pye pointed out, his voting record on LGBT rights, I'm still unclear as to why all of those quite different groups are lumped into that <laughs> phrase. But anyway, it has been solid, it yeah. seems. But what what should leaders do when they have faith? Well, it depends how far it goes, doesn't it? Because, I mean, if, you know, if people are, like, praying to God and saying, help me make this decision, or believe, you know, or start believing their God, which I think we're sort of getting to that. Well, Theresa May, <laughs> Theresa May said, did she not, that her faith will guide her? Blair certainly was very clear on uh, how much he'd relied on consulting the man upstairs. Yeah. I think she appears to be able to put a dividing line between her <laughs> political life and her private spiritual life. And is, so, is that the right you know, way to go, do you yeah, think? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It shouldn't impinge. And I think in the United Kingdom, when, you know, I think for me, what makes the United Kingdom amazing is we're all allowed to be whoever mm. we want to be. Yeah, and yeah. so I think if anyone starts professing one god above the other gods, even if they are open to the other gods, then that's sort of weird, isn't it? So, you know, it, 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 they should be kept... Mm. Separate, really. Separate. Clive Lewis, MP. You don't absolutely, obviously, don't have to answer this or anything else if you don't want to. But firstly, do you have religious faith? 
of any kind? And secondly, if you do, has it affected how you vote on anything? I'm a humanist. Um, and on the uh, votes on um, giving people the right to die, um, I think it's probably the vote where I did the most research on it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really, I'm, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual, maybe, if you want to call it mm-hmm. that. But um, I'm a humanist. And um, I thought very long and hard about it. But that vote, I would say, made my, is where I kind of brought into play my own very strong views on why we're here, what we're about, what's mm-hmm. right, what's wrong, into play. And many of those will be similar kind of ideals which kind of um, bring people from a religious bent to their own understanding of, of how to vote on a topic like that. Don't call it a religious bent. He's not like that, <laughs> is he? Now, Marcus Brickstock is a talented presenter, but he clearly learned nothing from Theresa May during the election, as at times he struggled to read from the script. Well, it, it does seem a shame that Joe Swinson's not running. Uh, I'm not saying she's young, but the Lib Dems loss is her local girl, gu- girl guide group's gain. That would have been better if I hadn't fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, sure, yeah. It does seem a pity that Joe Swinson isn't running, and she is very young, but then the Lib Dems loss is her local girl guide group's... No, I can't say it. It's got too many, too many Gs in it. Uh, is there another amusing out to that? The tongue twisted. All right. It does seem a shame that Joe Swinson isn't running. Uh, I'm not saying Joe's young, but the Lib Dems' loss is her local girl guide group's gain. Oh, well, that was yeah. worth it. Well Thanks. Because <laughs> they're young, right? That's the girl guides are young. Yes. That's the joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. Supportive. It's strong and stable. Guest Rachel Johnson had quite a lot to say about Boris Johnson, which isn't surprising, really, as he's her brother. But to the rest of our guests, he felt like a family member too, as in that mad uncle who you can't trust not to talk about Nazis or come out with an offensive term for foreigners. Point of information. Johnson. If you look at the, the data that was published today, uh, the people who voted in their numbers for the Tories and for Brexit are all over, are mainly over 54. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be dead soon. And there's, there's uh, more of them. If this second referendum but, is yeah. in three all years, yeah. they'll all they're be not dead. Be Every so year we delay it. Yeah. 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 They all can't be so stupid all of these, again. Be, all of they these can. people versus... But sorry, these, you all, keep saying this, but I'm really... It is extraordinary. Right. Your brother is not a thick guy and he ran that thing. I can't... He, but, it, well, I, I think do you not ask him and just say, what is wrong with you? It's become... It's because... Really, I think Brexit is a sort of phil- philosophical ideology no, that oh, kind God. of captures the that, imagination of yeah. both the extremely but is that him being contrary? The extremely no. intelligent, like Gove and like my brother and David Davis, possibly. And also, are <laughs> you saying David Davis is thick? Yeah. Well, Farage is <laughs> no. thick. No, he's Farage not. But it's not basically, I, I, I regard Brexit now as a sort of national like an intellectual... virility symbol. You're listening to Strong and Stable. And now here's a bit more from one of our hosts, Dom Jolly who it turns out is an even better spinner of yarns than all those people who told us we'd take back control after Brexit. Do you know the best thing? I went to Chernobyl quite seriously on a weekend, and the most annoying thing about Chernobyl, apart from the fact that, weirdly, halfway through my trip around this town called Pripyat, I suddenly realised I knew my way around. It's because I play quite a lot of Call of Duty with my kid, Mm. and they've mapped Pripyat perfectly. Mm. So I was literally going, is that the swimming pool? The guy goes, (laughs) how do you know? And then even better, guess what's there? Like everywhere else in the world, not a Starbucks, but there is a Banksy in Chernobyl. Oh, that wow. guy gets everywhere. It's amazing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Nando's. <laughs> no. no, there's no Nando's. One of the great jokes I've always wanted to do, 
before I was a comedian-ish, I was in politics and ITN. And when I moved to be a researcher for comedy shows, they kept saying, so have you got a great idea? And I always loved the idea that when they have a cabinet reshuffle, everyone must mm. just be waiting yeah. for the call from number 10. However yeah. awful they yeah. are, they must shall, shall just we, the back of their mind. Shall we stop this now and call Nigel Farage? That's what you want. <laughs> just, just for a laugh. But the joke That's was a... to ring all these people at the same time, just go, if you could just make your way to uh, Downing Street at yeah. 2 o'clock and yeah. you suddenly have a huddle of the yeah. wrong people. Yeah. Let's call Nigel Farage and Arsene Wenger and see what happens. <laughs> this is Strong and Stable. Like Labour closing the gap in the polls, we managed to squeeze in a bit of high drama towards the end of every episode. Here are our guests trying their hand at some of our quick-fire rounds. Aisha, <laughs> hung Parliament or well-hung Parliament? <laughs> well-hung Parliament. Second referendum or second general election? <laughs> well, it's not a second general election. No, there's we've been had quite some a few. before. There's been a few. Um, well, I think probably both. Another general election no, and then... No, please, just, the, just the election, not Let's both. do it at the same time. Brenda from Bristol <laughs> oh, yeah. will be furious. Uh, will of the people or will I am? These are, what are these questions here? <laughs> Do you know, one of my favourite tweets I ever did that but no one was interested in or got was, uh, Will I am, Will self, different people? <laughs> Very good. good. It's a pleasing thing, isn't it? Very it turns good. out they are. Okay, well, listen, th- uh, Clive, Camilla, Rich, thank you very much indeed for being... O- oh, no, there's a whole ending written. I shouldn't <laughs> make it up. <laughs> You're as bad as Theresa May. It's all, ri- it's, it's all scripted. Look, I've gone all sweaty. All- <laughs> what, Rich, what we have done... <laughs> Strong and stable. Well, we hope you enjoyed those extracts as much as we enjoyed recording them and then brutally leaving them on the cutting room floor in the worst series of cuts since the last ones by this government. Please don't forget to hit subscribe, as although it's the end of this series, Strong and Stable will be returning to the pod waves quicker than you can sing... Uh, how's it go? Jeremy Corbyn... No, that's, that's not it. Oh, um, uh, yeah. If you like Jeremy Corbyn... No, that's not it. Um, oh, I, I, sorry, I, I can't remember. I'll just have to do the Theresa May song. Oh, running through wheat fields... Oh, running through wheat fields. Join in. Oh, running through wheat fields. That was Strong and Stable. We'll catch you next time. Please subscribe. Strong and Stable is a Deezer Originals production. You can find and download more episodes on Deezer and all major podcast providers. Deezer Deezer. Originals.